Suppose someone offered you the opportunity to start all over. The opportunity to have your entire life's record entirely expunged. Suppose this bizarre opportunity included the ability to shed bad epigenetic tags inherited from your family tree, and just suppose that your brand new life also included perfect and supernatural instruction from the Holy Ghost himself, complete with the power to perform. Now suppose this new opportunity comes with a new father, a new and glorious mind and heart of Christ, a new name, a purpose whose results will last forever, and marvelous everlasting life in Jesus Christ. That is exactly what is being offered to you today. You are being the, uh, offered excuse me, the opportunity to be born again. Dear friend, have you yet to make your peace with God and surrender your life to Jesus Christ? In just a few moments, you will be given the opportunity to change everything. Jesus said, You must be born again. John 3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Born again means exactly what it says. Born a very real second time, this time of the Spirit of God. Today, all your sins will be washed away by Christ's cleansing blood your life's record will be expunged. Today, all of Satan's bondages in your life will be broken, every single one. You will be free. Follow me in this simple prompt, and your magnificent new life starts now. Do it now. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. God said, 1 Corinthians 5, 7, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sacrifice for us. Man said, When asked what he thought of Jesus Christ, the hitchhiker said he believed in evolution instead. When asked if he could explain evolution, he sheepishly responded, I don't know, that's what my teachers say. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1158, that will once again contend for the marvelous, supernatural, and inerrant excellency of God's beautiful book. All of these powerful faith-building features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as ammunition in the battle for the lost souls of the sons and daughters of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for visiting. Mercy unto you in peace and love be multiplied. Jude chapter 1 verse 2. The God Said, Man Said ministry began over 50 years ago. We began gathering certifications from credible, third-party sources of the perfect inerrancy of God's beautiful book, the Holy Bible. Then, as now, those who dared to believe the inerrant Word of God were maligned and ridiculed as uneducated, easily-led boobs. It must be noted here that God's truth sits high above the ever-changing carnal proofs and it's sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 
attempting to overthrow the confidence of the children of faith has been and will continue to be a dismal failure for the world's academics, for the truth of God's children is out of this world. The original God Said, Man Said proof series was short statements of various subjects in the Bible that were once labeled as Sunday school foolishness, which were always true after all. Third-party sources have confirmed their truth and very often inadvertently. God Said, Man Said's collection of discoveries certifying the bona fides of the beautiful book were presented on cassette tapes and eventually CDs and, of course, out of the pulpit. In December 1999, we launched digitally onto the World Wide Web. God Said, Man Said is available at no charge in text and streaming audio and is offered in English, Mandarin Chinese, and Spanish. At this moment, God Said, Man Said has cataloged 350 proof subjects in the Undeniable Proof Every Jot and Every Tittle series. This addition to the series begins with Undeniable Proof 351. Scientists claim that time stops at the speed of light. God, of course, is light. First John chapter 1, verse 5, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. God created time and is not subject to it. He is from everlasting to everlasting. He is I am that I am. God is light, and time stops there. Science also claims light is immortal because they can see light from stars that are billions of light years away. God is light. Once again, they're knocking on heaven's door. Undeniable Proof 352. It is a cardinal law of God, and one cannot escape it. Genesis 6, 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Inherent within every commandment and precept of God is a blessing or curse, because the word of God is the perfect, inerrant truth. Obeying it yields the blessing, the good fruit of doing the right thing. Because the word of God is the perfect, inerrant truth, disobeying it yields the curse, the deadly, rotten fruit of doing the wrong thing. Example, God's word insulates the obedient mind from entertaining thoughts of suicide. He does this through the born-again experience and through the simple application of his healthy word with the final capstone of, Thou shalt not kill, Exodus 20, verse 13. In the camp of the disobedient, in 2020 in America, there were an estimated 1.2 million suicide attempts, and 2022 data has over 11.4 million Americans struggling with serious thoughts of suicide, which is the 12th leading cause of death in America today. In the camp of the obedient, those giving serious thought to suicide, zero. Example, in a multitude of places, God commands against crime against your fellow man. The word of God declares in Romans thirteen eight through 10, Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loveth another hath fulfilled the law. For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet, and if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, therefore love is the fulfilling of the law. In the camp of the disobedient in America in 2019, 
there were 6,925,677 crimes against someone else's property. In the camp of the obedient, those guilty of crimes against their neighbor, zero. Example, God commands against the consumption of alcoholic beverages. In the camp of the disobedient, the CDC reports that 27.7 million people aged 16 and older drove under the influence of alcohol in 2014, and currently 5% of all drivers on the road today reported that they have operated their vehicles even when they suspected they were too impaired to drive. In the camp of the obedient, those reporting driving under the influence of alcohol, get this now, zero. Example, God commands against the consumption of any substance that harms the body and, of course, against anything that is illegal. In the camp of the disobedient, as of 2020, among Americans aged 12 and older, 37.3 million used illegal illicit drugs within the last 30 days. That's 37.3 million current illegal drug users ages 12 and older in America right now. And that's just the United States. And the camp of the, of the obedient, excuse me, how many current illegal drug users? Zero. Example, God commands against all premarital sex and, of course, against rape. In the camp of the disobedient, globally, hundreds of millions of adults have sexually molested women before the age of 18. Statistics declare that in the U.S., 25% of women have been sexually molested before they reach the age of 18. In the camp of the obedient, those guilty of sexual molestation, zero. Man must reap what he sows. It is a cardinal law of God. Undeniable Proof 353. The Old Testament is a shadow bringing us unto the fulfillment of all things, Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son. Colossians 2, 16 and 17. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. The blood sacrifice itself is the shadow of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on that wooden cross on Calvary's hill. The children of Israel stood in the shadow of that cross in the Old Testament. A prime example is the Jewish Passover, an event central to who they are. The following excerpts are again from Jesus Christ, the Singularity, Part 1. An excellent example of the marvelous principle of the Old Testament shadow bringing us to Christ is found in the Jewish Passover. The children of Israel were in bondage under the heavy hand of Pharaoh, a Satan shadow, and were slaves unto the Egyptian people. Moses is a Christ figure in the Old Testament, and he goes to Pharaoh to speak on behalf of God, telling Pharaoh, let my people go. Pharaoh refuses, and a series of deadly plagues fall upon Egypt. The final plague that broke Pharaoh's stranglehold on the Jewish people was the slaying of the firstborn, Exodus 11, 4 through 6. And Moses said, Thus saith the Lord, About midnight will I go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maidservant that is behind the mill, and all the firstborn of beast. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it any more. 
The Passover lamb was central to this final plague upon Egypt. Regarding the blood of the lamb, Exodus twelve twenty one through 23 reads, Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families, and kill the Passover. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop, and dip it in the blood that is in the basin, and strike the lintel and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin, and none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. Watch this shadow now as it meets the marvelous fulfillment in Christ. Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God. John the Baptist says of Christ in John chapter 129, The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Jesus Christ is crucified on the Jewish Passover. And 1 Corinthians 5, 7 reads, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ our Passover is sacrifice for us. When the destroyer sees the blood applied to a house, he must pass over that home. Exodus twelve twenty three, For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. When Satan sees the blood of Christ applied to the doorpost and lintel of the believer's heart, he must pass over, thus the name Passover. God commands the faithful to observe the Passover forever, which we do in the observance of the Lord's Supper. Jesus Christ was crucified on the Passover. The entire Old Testament revolves around Jesus Christ because it pleases the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Jesus Christ is the singularity, the allness, end of quote. Now watch the Passover and the shadow of the cross of Christ, a cross upon which he hung and died on the Passover. You can see the door with the blood applied to the lentil and the doorpost, and it makes the sign of the cross. Undeniable proof, 354. Excerpts from a feature written by geologist Dr. Timothy Clary titled Four Geological Evidences for a Young Earth, which was published June 2019 in the ICR publication Acts and Facts. Information follows. This article reviews four geological evidences that point to a young world. Collectively, this strong evidence also tips the scale in favor of a 6,000-year-old Earth. The scientific data demonstrate that our world's sedimentary rocks cannot be millions of years old. Erosion is too rapid for an ancient earth. What would rocks that are millions of years old look like? According to the empirical measurements of today's erosion rates, rocks that are that old shouldn't even exist if they were exposed at the earth's surface. Modern erosion rates are so fast that according to secular geologists, the continents themselves should have been reduced to sea level long ago. A recent study confirmed that outcrops, rocks visible above ground, erode at an average rate of about 40 feet 
every one million years. This means the time needed to completely erode most continents would be less than 50 million years. Secular geologists have had to resort to imagine rescuing devices like episodic uplift due to tectonic forces in order to explain the existence of today's continents. However, much of Canada and the eastern United States have not experienced any significant geological uplift since the creation of the Appalachian Mountains over 200 million years ago, according to the secular time scale. Considering that much of these areas are less than 1,000 feet above sea level, it's a wonder there's any dry land at all in these regions. A secular scientist clearly demonstrated, excuse me, as secular scientists clearly demonstrated, 1,000 feet of elevation would erode away in just 25 million years. So if the continents are extremely old, why are they still above sea level? The very existence of Earth's continents coupled with erosion rates testifies to the youth of our planet and the truth of God's Word. Shale and limestone deposits, lack of time between layers, and cold subducted slabs are, are addressed by the doctor, who, who then includes the, uh, concludes the article with this. These four strong geological evidences demonstrate that Earth is just thousands of years old as the biblical narrative and genealogies indicate. In fact, there is no empirical evidence to the contrary. Only biased interpretations based on unverifiable assumptions, such as the radioisotope dates that secular science relies on so heavenly, continue to argue for an old earth. The rocks do not show great age. The fossils do not show great age. Earth is young. End of quotes. Undeniable proof, 355. Aren't you impressed that thousands of years prior to science's latest ballyhoo discoveries, God's word is already there and always correct? Certainly this will be very evident in the matter of fasting. God's word spends a considerable amount of time on the matter of fasting. Isaiah 58, 6 through 11 defines God's fast. Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house, when thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? Then shall thy Light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy re reward. Then shalt thou call, and the Lord shall answer. Thou shalt cry, and he shall say, Here I am. If thou take away from the midst of thee the yoke, the putting forth of the finger, and speaking vanity, and if thou draw out thy soul to the hungry, and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall thy light rise in obscurity, and thy darkness be as the noonday. And the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. Remember, all of God's commandments have inherited within them a blessing or a curse. 
God's high directive to fast is first spiritual, wherein is spiritual purging and cleansing with the final result being life-renewing benefits. Isaiah 58, 8 again, Then shall thy light break forth as the morning, and thine health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy re-reward. Today's science will certify this verse. Then we read in Isaiah 58, 11, And the Lord shall guide thee continually, and satisfy thy soul in drought, and make fat thy bones. And thou shalt be like a watered garden, and like a spring of water, whose waters fail not. Fat thy bones and watered garden? Fasting will cause bone marrow, which is a major producer of red and white blood cells, to flourish, to be moist and full and fat, bringing benefit to all your flesh and bones. Red blood cells bring life to the entire body, and white blood cells fight disease, promoting the body's immune defenses. The June 20, 2018 headline of Healthline.com reads, Eight Health Benefits of Fasting Backed by Science. June 6, excuse me, January 6, 2020, the headline of Forbes.com asked, Can intermittent fasting reset your immune system? The headline, May 3, 2018, at MITEDU reads, Fasting Boosts Stem Cells Regenerative Capacity. Excerpts follow. As people age, their intestinal stem cells begin to lose their ability to regenerate. These stem cells are the source for all new intestinal cells, so this decline can make it more difficult to recover from gastrointestinal infections or other conditions that affect the intestine. This age-related loss of stem cell function can be reversed by a 24-hour fast, according to a new study from MIT biologists. The researchers found that fasting dramatically improves stem cells' ability to regenerate in both aged and young mice. From a 2019 article, Fasting Could Have a Powerful Effect on Our Circadian Rhythm, you'll find these excerpts. Each of the trillions of cells in our bodies has a tiny internal clock. When all of those clocks are synchronized, they, they tell us when to wake up, burn calories, and go to sleep. But when they lose their beat, we become vulnerable to all sorts of age-related diseases. Fortunately, the author of a 2018 paper in Cell Reports thinks that there's a simple way to reset those clocks if they get off rhythm, fasting. Sasson Corsi says that it's crucial that each and every one of the clocks in every cell in the body stay somewhat in time with one another. If the clocks become misaligned, it can cause a number of metabolic disorders or inflammatory responses, many of which are actually associated with aging. There are some factors that can throw a clock out of balance. For instance, high-fat and high-calorie diets have been shown to do so in turtles and mice. A well-aligned clock, explains uh, Sasson Corsi, is really a signature for a healthy organism. In his recent study on mice, Sasson Corsi showed that 24 hours of fasting had some strange effects on the clock genes in liver and muscle cells of this otherwise healthy mice. What fasting seems to do, at least in liver and muscle, which we studied in this particular paper, was that it was able to make the clocks more coordinated between the two, he says. 
Sasson Corsi and his co-authors, say that fasting can reorganize the way genes are expressed in each cell and prime the genome so when feeding starts again, the clocks in each tissue are back in sync. In short, it could hit a hard reset on an internal clock that might have gone rogue, end of quotes. Thousands and thousands of years before today's science arrives at their eureka moment, God's inerrant word and his children of faith are already there. Do it for your health spiritually and physically. The research concerning the supernatural wisdom of the God-commanded fast continues to pour in. Dr. Stephen Sinatra, in his newsletter, The Sinatra Health Report, under the heading Fasting, had this to say. So the goal is to promote hormone production, which you can do by fasting. Not only does fasting eliminate an incredible free radical load in the form of food, restricting, restricting caloric intake for 24 hours also makes your body secrete more growth hormone, the precursor for numerous endocrine activities. And if your endocrine system is balanced, it jumpstarts your whole immune system. End of quote. Imagine a 24-hour fast. Undeniable proof stacked upon undeniable proof, yet the carnal refused to hear. Those who challenge with cries to prove it, prove it, are for the most part not interested in finding actual proof. Their challenge is a loud and false charade. They are not willing to pay the price of salvation. Jesus didn't get it wrong. John three nineteen through 21. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. That is exactly how it is. God's beautiful word is true and righteous altogether, a place to build a life that will last forever. Choose Jesus Christ and live. If you have yet to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, click on the further with Jesus now and make your peace with God. Today will be the best day of your life. God said, Genesis 1-1, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. God said, 1 John 1-5, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. God said, 1 Corinthians 5-7, Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened, for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Man said, when asked what he thought of Jesus Christ, the hitchhiker said he believed in evolution instead. When asked if he could explain evolution, he sheepishly responded, I don't know, that's what my teacher said. Now you have the record. <laughs>